I'm Nareet Ben. This is Life Deconstructed. This week, we're continuing to highlight some of our favorite words of wisdom from the incredible women on the show, this time sharing the best advice they ever got and some of the best life lessons they ever learned. You'll hear from women from all kinds of industries, from fashion and design to tech, security, journalism, law, and film. First up, five women shared gems of advice on fear, failure, and so-called mistakes. Here's Alexandra Waldman, who co-founded the groundbreaking fashion company Universal Standard. Before doing it, she made her way through a long list of jobs, cities, and doubts. Always choose the harder way. Always choose the way that seems scary. That is going to make you go, oh my God, am I really going to do this? Because quite often you will be at a crossroads and it'll be between something that you feel quite comfortable with and between something that makes you feel very uncomfortable. And in my experience, always choose the uncomfortable one because that's what makes you grow and explore and find out things about yourself that you would never otherwise have known. Don't be afraid to take that risk because it will always lead you to a better place. Retail executive Paula Galperin took a risk and made a big move for a job at a major retailer in Canada, only to be let go when the whole thing went bankrupt. Not easy for a type A personality who always had a plan. She reflected on what it taught her. Really successful people have been let go and really successful people have had bad ideas and gone bankrupt and really successful people Most of have them had even. many businesses. Yeah, exactly. I've had businesses that have failed. So that's going to happen in life. It's more about having resiliency and being able to problem solve and figuring out how to find the solution and move on and not necessarily tie that to your self-worth. Musician and composer Bridget Kalin learned some of her biggest lessons through cancer, a disease that took both of her parents' lives and that she herself is fighting. Here's one key thing she learned from her mom about putting fear aside and taking risks. I feel like my mom had given me these seeds of how to go for it and not look behind, but I hadn't quite internalized that, which is just so strange because it's not a really deep message. It's, I feel like what we all should be doing. I mean, just answering the phone, saying yes to things that make you nervous or saying no to things that make you uncomfortable and doing the thing you want to do, I feel like is something I wish I'd fully embraced in my 20s. Journalist and filmmaker Yael Levy got some of her best advice from her dad, the late Arik Levy, an iconic singer where she grew up in Israel. He encouraged her to never let fear keep you stuck in a metaphorical puddle. I remember describing some situation to him once and he said to me, Yael, you don't swim in a puddle, you get out of it. And I know that I have those moments in places where I know, okay, I gotta get out of it. This is now a puddle, I'm gonna move on. I believe in movement. And I also think that our desires and what we create or what we say or the stories that we write, they change as we grow. I mean, there are things that need to happen. And I think the smarter people in life, and maybe that's not the right way of calling it, is people who know how to get out of puddles because life is about moving forward. It's about moving all the way straight to the ocean. And that's where you accumulate your experiences. And finally, for human rights attorney, founder, and filmmaker Brooke Goldstein, a reminder everyone can use. 
everybody makes mistakes. You have to learn from your mistakes. That is basically what life is all about. It's about learning from your mistakes, changing your behavior and getting stronger, obviously, to continue to take risks. Life is all about risk taking and how you measure those risks and what you learn when you fail and what you gain when you win. Now two powerful, inspiring women with a miniature masterclass on work culture and loving what you do. Both learn those lessons in some of the most hardcore jobs out there, defense and security, usually as the only women in the room. Here's retired Colonel Miri Eisen, who served as deputy head of Israel's combat intelligence. So the first is that the environment that you are working in, and it doesn't matter if it's compulsory military, when you get into the workforce, is something that you're allowed to choose. Oh my God, what a concept. <laughs> you actually want Instead to of it chooses you and it controls you. Not just that, but that, you know, like you're passionate about something and you really want to work on a place, but you can't stand any of the people, you are going to be miserable. I do not know anybody, even if they adore what they're supposed to be doing, who is happy when they're in an environment that they don't like the people, that they don't like the way that they treat people. All of those different things are the ones that make you with a smile at the end of the day. If during the hours that you are working, you're not comfortable, don't stay in the job. I don't think it's worth it. Mary Beth Long spent 13 years in the CIA before moving to a senior role in the Defense Department and founding a defense firm. Here's her best advice in three excellent parts. Always do something that you like and you'll be good at it. You'll be able to put your heart into it and your heart being into it will make you advance faster and be better at it. I passed up jobs that were better jobs or higher profile jobs a couple of times because my heart wasn't in it and I just didn't think I could be passionate about it. And the second thing was work for someone you like. Don't work for an idiot or an ass, frankly, because no matter how you think it's going to advance your career, it doesn't and it makes you miserable. The third thing is be yourself. At CIA, being a woman of that age, there were no models. You always are looking around to see who's doing better or who's making mistakes. And one of the things he taught early on was everybody has their own thing. And if you're true to that thing, you'll be more successful professionally. You'll find your way. And what about confidence? That sometimes elusive quality everyone wants to possess, and it always seems like everyone else has. When we asked the next three incredible women what they would tell their 20-year-old selves, all of them touched on self-belief. Here's Google director and author Alana Karen. You've got all these hangups where you think you don't belong or you're not awesome and you're going to be your own problem. Like, go work on those. Work on them now. Like, start <laughs> therapy now. <laughs> Don't wait till you're 30-something. Just start it now. <laughs> because I, frankly, I think that would have helped me in my relationships and like all sorts of things along the way. But it, it really did show up in work and how long it took me to feel like I could ask for what I wanted, that I was a leader, that I was a leader in tech. This is veteran film producer Anahid Nazarian. Try not to be so shy. Be more open to learning things and having things available to you that you can take advantage of and not be just so happy sitting in one place, but try to really expand your horizons and see everything that's possible around you and don't be afraid to jump in it. I know I followed the track of being led into various jobs, but it wasn't my initiative to do those things. And I think that I might have had a different experience if I had actually taken the initiative on more things and to not be afraid to do that. 
and now executive producer of PBS NewsHour, Sarah Just, on what she would tell her 20-year-old self. I certainly wish I spent a lot less time worrying about how my hair looked because <laughs> it, was, it was going to be a challenge. <laughs> you know, the confidence that comes with age in this business, but just as women in general, is something that's just hard to tell people in their 20s. The self-loathing will ease. <laughs> you, will, you will have more confidence. But, you know, I do give advice to young people in our office all the time. Ask people questions. Ask people for advice. Seek out somebody who will be a good mentor tag along to something where your help isn't necessarily needed, but it would be okay if you sat in on that meeting or that editing session or went out on that shoot because you'll learn something in the process. And I don't think people ever regret showing up for such things. So we've heard some gems of advice on fear, failure, loving what you do, and confidence. What about some direct practical advice for your career or career search? This is serial entrepreneur, CEO, board member, and mentor, Tina Sharkey, with what she tells her business students. Make sure that the executives and teams that you are a part of, even though you may not be spending a ton of time with them, know that you have these extra skills. And then volunteer. Volunteer to sit and only speak when spoken to, but if there's an executive putting together their portion of a board deck, volunteer to say, look, is there any way that I can be helpful? Do you want me to help with the Photoshop? Do you want me to help with the slides? Things like that. And then even if you're sitting there quietly and you treat the experience with confidentiality, you're going to be learning so much about how to put a board deck together or in the case of a merchandising roadmap or how to put a sales pitch together. Just by having a seat at that table and being an extra set of hands with a skill that you're bringing that you didn't even realize you had because you take it for granted. Film producer Anahid Nazarian has spent over 30 years working closely with writer and director Francis Ford Coppola. Along the way, she picked up a key life lesson. From Francis, I got the lesson among many that you have to really be flexible in your thinking. There's always a way to make something happen. And you have to just make that a force in everything that you do that Nothing is impossible. There's always a way to make something happen or close to something happen. Another thing would be that rewriting is very important. He's always said that, you know, his success in filmmaking didn't come to him because he had some magical gifts, but because he was willing to try things out, rewrite, steal ideas, go in strange directions and discover and make use of accidents and above all, trust his intuition. That's the most important thing. Stephanie Mark co-founded the groundbreaking digital publisher Coveteur and today is head of the brand. Here's the advice she gives to would-be founders. When I meet people or talk to people who say, you know, I want to start my own business or I'm doing X, Y, and Z, how can I do more? What I say is the fact that you're out doing things, even if it's a side project, even if it's an internship, you're ahead of a lot of people. Most people can't act on those things or are afraid to act on those things. So the fact that you're just out there in the world, I think is a big step. And now Sarah Just, executive producer of one of the most storied broadcasts in America, PBS NewsHour. She gave us this practical advice for young journalists starting out, but it's worth hearing no matter what you do. I tell this to young people coming to this business and working for my program all the time is, you know, listen to those meetings, have a little conversation in your head. If you were being called to speak at that meeting in response to that question, how would you answer? And then listen to the answer that the more experienced person gives and think, do you still hold your opinion? Do you share that opinion? They're not black and white answers, but to really soak in the opportunity that comes with working with people who have more experience. 
And finally, a piece of advice I think we've all learned the hard way, or at least been reminded of this year. What's really important? Our health, our bodies, something most of us sacrifice on a regular basis to manage our responsibilities, to avoid calling in sick, to prioritize everything else. Daphne Bravo learned it the hard way. She was a high-powered executive at Macy's managing hundreds of millions of dollars worth of product and working herself to exhaustion. After her new house got destroyed by Hurricane Sandy, she had a real moment of clarity. Having that experience of having everything taken away so quickly, I think for me was so necessary because it really offered me a different perspective on the things that I was giving the most importance, right? I was sacrificing myself and my body and everything. But at the end of the day, the only thing that was present for every single moment, every single pain, every single decision was my body. That seemed so silly at first, but the realization kept smacking me in the face, which was if you're not physically okay, it doesn't really matter. You can't handle anything. And at that point, I realized how much I had become a burden. And that to me, someone who took so much pride in their ability and their accomplishments to feel like they had allowed their accomplishments to become a burden because they let them go unchecked. That was like a second Sandy. We hope you find these women and their advice as memorable and valuable as we do. To hear more of their stories and unfiltered insight, don't forget to subscribe or follow us if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. And talk to us, as always, on Twitter at Nareet Ben or Instagram at Life Deconstructed Pod. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Talia Golihov. I'm Nareet Ben. We'll see you next week on Life Deconstructed.